Welcome to Nebraska FarmCast, a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. Ag carbon contracts are getting a lot of interest among farmers and ranchers, but what do they actually say and how much can a farmer actually earn? With me to discuss what to look for and what to expect in carbon contracts is Dave Aiken, a professor in the Department of Agricultural Economics here at UNL. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are you, Ryan? Doing well, thanks, and thanks for joining me. Uh, so first of all, what are carbon contracts? Well, it's basically when somebody wants to sign a written contract contract with a farmer or rancher to buy uh carbon that the uh, farmer or ranchers has stored in the soil as part of their regular operations. And how does that actually work, the carbon storage itself? Well, it is basically based on photosynthesis, you know, and and as part of the photosynthesis process, the carbon gets uh, stored in the soil Uh, of the crop and how much depends on the type of soils you've got, uh, how much carbon you've already got in there and that type of thing. And it it actually in Nebraska varies quite a lot from east to west, uh, depending on some of these factors. And how about the actual carbon contracts? What do they look like? Well, there is no standard, Ryan. It is the wild, wild west out (laughs) there. And every company is going to have a different contract. So, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of confusing, but they're going to, you know, there's going to be in there, uh, stuff about payment, uh, stuff about, uh, verification of carbon storage. Um, hopefully there'll be stuff in there about, uh, what happens if either party defaults, uh, and things like this, but you know, the, these, these contracts can be quite complicated. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge to figure them out on your own. And the million dollar question, or, or maybe a question uh, valued far less, depending on your answer. How about payment? What do you know about actual payments on these contracts? Well, there's, we, I've heard, I've been on webinars where people have been talking about these from all over the country. And, you know, there are parts of the country where there's more carbon storage per acre on a per acre basis than there is in Nebraska. Uh, but currently farmland carbon credits are, are about $5 a metric ton. And, you know, that's, that's not very much. Um, but also in Nebraska, it usually will take more than one acre of cropland to generate a ton of carbon stored each year. It could be two, three, four, five acres. Uh, so for a lot of farmers, at least on the long term, uh, they're probably looking at something that that's a dollar or less per acre. So it's, you know, right now, it's not a real big deal. Although I do, there are anecdotal evidence of farmers who are getting five or 10 or maybe even $15 an acre. And that has to be some kind of special situation because that can't be based on the price of carbon today. So can tenants sell these carbon credits? Uh, That is one of the big issues that sooner or later is going to have to be resolved uh, because in the U.S. about at least half the cropland is rented uh, and um, 
unless the contracts are very short term, uh, you know, a lot of these contracts are a short carbon contract would be 10 years. Most of them would be somewhere between 40 and 100 years. Well, that's, I mean, that's a real long time. That'll work for forests, you know, because uh, they take a long time to grow, but not so much for, for cropland. So it's, it's, a, it's a really tough situation because a lot of times uh, the tenant may sell the credits or find someone to, to buy credits from them uh, and, you know, not really involve the landlord or the landlord may find somebody to sell the credits to and not really involve the tenant. And, you know, we need to have conversations between farmers and uh, uh, between the owners and the operators uh, when they're different. But uh, right now that's uh, something that's going to have to be resolved if we're going to have much carbon credit from cropland in the United States uh, be involved in these carbon markets. That's a good point. And with these things that uh, need to be resolved, it just seems like there's a lot of confusion about carbon markets right now. So uh, what kind of work do you know about that is being done, if there is any, to bring more transparency to carbon contracts for ag? Well, the big thing is that there's a bill in, in Congress, and let me get this right, the Growing Climate Solutions Act of 2021. And I think there's been versions introduced both in the House and the Senate. And uh, Deb Fisher uh, is one of the co-sponsors on the Senate side. It's got Republicans and Democrats on it, uh, co-sponsoring it. So it's bipartisan. So that's a big plus politically. Uh, what it would do would um, have USDA um, do a few important things. One is to set the standards for uh, determining how much, how to tell how much uh, carbon has been stored each year for farmland or uh, uh, ranch land or in forests. Uh, and the other thing would be to maintain a list of, of all the groups that are buying these carbon contracts. So if a farmer wants to find out about them, they can go and look through the different uh, groups that are on there and kind of what they're offering and maybe find one that will work for them. Uh, this, you know, it, it's, it's of all the carbon related legislation in Congress, in my opinion, it's got the best chance of passing this year. So that's something to watch for. Great. And any parting thoughts or uh, last words for farmers and ranchers out there on carbon contracts? Yes. If somebody offers you a carbon contract, read through it. And if there is anything at all that you don't understand or that you're not clear about, um, you're going to have to take the contract to a lawyer and pay them for an hour or so of their time, which won't break the bank by any means. But they will be able to explain everything in the contract to you so that when you sign it, you understand what happens, you know, and if the deal goes south, what happens, you know, that all that, all that, the lawyer will be able to help you work through all that so that you know what your, uh, basically what your options are and, and what could happen within the contract if things go good or bad. That's Dave Aiken, a professor and agricultural law and water specialist in the Department of Agricultural Economics here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. He has a new article that is a checklist for carbon contracts that you can find on the website for our Center for Agricultural Profitability at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu. Dave, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Ryan.